Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with WatsonX Governance. Learn more at ibm.com slash governance. IBM. Let's create. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey guys, welcome back to Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. Now, a bit of a different format for you guys this week. First of all, I'm going to start out with my top five movies so far in 2020, which it's been a pretty weird year for movies, and a lot different than I thought it was going to be, because there were so many movies I was just anticipating for and thought I would have seen by now. So I thought it would be interesting to see at this point what's been the best so far because there's a lot more to come that's just been pushed back so far and I think even at the end of the year it'll be interesting to see where we were at this point and where we are around December once award season comes around so I just wanted to do my top five movies so far that I saw in theaters and then I want to get into probably one of my favorite movie stories I've ever seen how these YouTubers found a loophole to get a number one movie in America I'll explain how they did that and at the very end of this, we're doing a joint podcast. So I also produce a podcast over here on the Nashville Podcast Network called The Bobby Cast. So we have Bobby Bones and producer Eddie from The Sore Losers on, and we're all reviewing a music movie. Now, I know I usually keep this a spoiler-free podcast, but this is a comedy that came out back in 2007, and I feel like you really can't spoil a comedy because oftentimes the trailer spoils it for you by putting all the funny parts in the trailer that you end up laughing at not as hard when you go see it in theaters. And I really feel there's nothing about this movie that would be like, oh man, I can't believe you guys spoiled that. So I felt like this one was cool to do. And the movie we decided to review was Walk Hard, a Dewey Cox story, which came out back in 2007. And it's a parody movie of Walk the Line and a bunch of music biopics. So we all three sat around, talked about the movie, our favorite parts, and it's just kind of one of those movies that's fun to talk about with your friends because you all have different things you took away from the movie, different lines that you found memorable. So I think that's a fun segment to do, and I don't think it's ruining the movie for you, but if you do want to go and watch it, before you listen to that review, it is on Netflix, and it's a hard rated R movie just to know that going into it. But anyway, thanks everybody for checking out the podcast every single week. If you're not subscribed, what are you waiting for? Hit that subscribe button, hit that follow button so you get brand new episodes every single Monday. And then if you don't mind, if you're over there listening on Apple Podcasts, just leave those five stars, write a quick review because it helps me out in the long run. 
as I'm still a pretty new podcast. So, all right, laid everything out for you guys. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Without any further ado, let's get started. In a world where everyone and their mother has a podcast, one man stands to infiltrate the ears of listeners like never before in a movie podcast. A man with so much movie knowledge, he's basically like a walking IMDb with glasses. From the Nashville Podcast Network, this is Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. So first up, I want to do my top five movies in 2020 so far. So I think we can agree it's been a pretty weird year for movies when pretty much back in March, everything shut down and all went to online streaming, video on demand. And now as theaters start to reopen, we're kind of wondering what the award season is going to look like. The Oscars announced that they've been pushed back two months and they've also changed eligibility requirements, pretty much allowing kind of movies to come out a little bit later and still be considered in for best picture. And I saw this story last week of the favorite movie to win right now that just would sweep the Oscars would be Sonic the Hedgehog, which is crazy to think about. And I'm kind of wondering how all these delays and movies getting shifted around is going to change award seasons. Not only is the actual show being pushed back two months, but what movies are even going to come out before that? Because the way movies come out typically is like, okay, here's kind of how you break down the year in January. You have some early kind of sleeper movies that come out this year. was kind of bad boys for life. You have those, you know, middle of the road, kind of everybody's done with the Oscar season. There's really still focusing on those movies. So you have maybe a nice horror movie out in like January, February. And then in March, you get maybe another little Pixar movie out. That's really kind of ramping up before you get to the summer blockbuster season where you get your Avengers movies, get all your superhero movies, your big action movies. And then you kind of fall out in the fall. You get maybe another horror movie for Halloween. You get some other sleeper movies in there. And then you start seeing the Oscar movies roll around November and December, where it gets into award season right before January, February. But with this year, everything's going to be pretty much pushed back. And you're going to have these blockbusters starting to come out in August, in November, in October. And it's going to push back all these other movies where they're going to have to consider maybe different movies to be in the running for best picture. They're opening up to, I think, about 12 now is how many they allow it to actually be in the category. But if you look at what's happened in half a year, it's crazy to think that I think close to the highest rated movie I've seen so far is probably Sonic the Hedgehog. So I was like, okay, I got to review and talk about my top five films because we're halfway through the year. And what I did for this list is just reviewed and included the movies I like the most that I saw in theaters. There's some streaming movies that I didn't include. I will give them some honorable mentions, but if I had to make my top five list so far, this is what would be on it. And if I had to give an award for the best movie of the year, I'll give it to number one so far. But just knowing that how different the movie schedule and landscape is right now, it greatly affects a lot of things and it greatly affects this list because a lot of my most anticipated movies haven't been released at this point and they should have been already. But at let's get into the list. At number five, I went with Onward, the Pixar movie, which I thought was a decent movie. So at number five, it's a movie I gave three out of five. And I thought it was a pretty good Disney Pixar film. Not their best because I thought it was, I know it's a kid's movie, but I felt it was a little bit predictable and I knew kind of what was going to happen in the story. It was still a good movie and I enjoyed it, 
But I felt like Pixar usually goes outside of the box a little bit. It has you thinking a little more and makes a movie enjoyable for not just kids, but the adults watching it as well. And I felt this one didn't really give me a whole lot there. So I thought it was a great looking movie. Like visually, they had some really cool stuff going on in this one. But overall, the story didn't hit me as much as other Pixar movies. I thought it was fine. And I think this was close to the last movie I saw in theaters, if not the last one. And with this one, it was in theaters for maybe two weeks before they shut everything down and then it went straight to Disney+. Plus. So if you haven't seen it yet, it is on Disney+. Plus. And I think a decent Pixar movie coming in at number five. Coming in at number four was a movie released back on January 17th where everything was a lot more normal. And it was Bad Boys for Life, which you have Martin Lawrence and Will Smith back in their bad boys roles and it's them much older and i thought i got out of this movie what i wanted to going into it i wanted a non-stop action with a little bit of comedy and also just a touch of cheesiness because anytime you go into a movie that's a shoot 'em up action movie it's always a little bit cheesy and i think that's what makes it more enjoyable i thought this one towards the end it gets pretty kind of outrageous in a way of like okay this is getting pretty out there as far as a, an action movie. But I think Martin Lawrence and Will Smith were great together. I think it was a movie people were excited to see them do and do another one. Because I think really when you look at the Bad Boys movies, the first one was great. Second one was probably a little bit better. And I would say this one doesn't quite meet the expectations of the first two. But I think it's still a solid late kind of comer in the series. So I gave it... A 3.5 out of 5. And that's enough to put it at my number 4 top 5 movie of 2020 so far. At number 3, I'm going to have to put Sonic the Hedgehog, which would be the running for the best picture right now. But I was pretty excited for this movie back when it was supposed to come out last year after they got all the animation worked out with Sonic not looking like a complete alien. And it ended up coming out back in February. And I thought the movie was okay. I'm a big fan of the video game, so it was kind of cool to see those elements brought into the movie it's a little bit nostalgic which i think they were going for to get somebody like me to go watch this movie i thought the story was okay in this one and i think the major selling point for me to going into this one was jim carrey playing dr robotnik or as i call him dr robotnik because i was a big fan also of the animated kids show that would come on saturday mornings where sonic was voiced by jaleel white who was also urkel so I think that's why I was so excited to kind of see this again because I was kind of expecting the same kind of cheesiness and comedy that would come from that cartoon into this movie, which I think they did pretty well in this one. I think it was just something about a CGI Sonic that I didn't love because even though they did kind of change the way he looked a little bit and they gave him kind of the bigger, more cartoony eyes and made him a little more like the original cartoon and video game, I still think having that sense of like him in real life but being kind of still an alien creature, it didn't do it for me all the way. But overall, I thought it was still a pretty solid movie. I gave it a 3.5 out of 5, and that's just enough to come in at number 3 of my top 5 list of 2020. At number 2, I am putting Harley Quinn, a.k.a. The Birds of Prey. Now, I felt like this movie got a lot more hate than it should have, and I can see why. First of all, the title is a little misleading. And I said this when I first reviewed the movie that they probably should have just called it Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. But they went with 
Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous, this really long title, which I think when you go and look it up on, you know, the app or you go buy your tickets online, you don't even know what the movie's about. I think they kind of oversold or overthought of what Harley Quinn was and that everybody was familiar with the character when really she was just a side character in the Suicide Squad, which was also a movie that didn't do so well. So I think they went into this movie not really marketing it super well. And it had kind of that bad taste of it being a Suicide Squad spinoff. When you keep burning people with these DC comic movies, whether it be the Suicide Squad, whether it be Justice League or Batman v Superman versus, I don't know why I said V, I think it gets people like, okay, I'm not going to trust you guys anymore. I'm not going to go into this movie expecting it to be good. And then you are also going to get those people who go see it and want to give it a bad review and be like, oh, they messed up again. Of course, I'm a bigger Marvel fan than I am DC Comics. But I like this movie. I thought visually it was very pleasing. Like it looked cool. I liked all the neon colors and the way they did everything kind of more comic book style in this one. I thought the story was fun. And I really like Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. And I felt she really came and brought life to that character and was able to carry this movie. And I thought they did a really great job bringing in this entire cast. And I felt I left that movie feeling like she could carry on everything that suicide squad should be they don't need to put the joker in there they don't need to have any references to batman it could just be harley quinn but i just think they need to really focus in on her a little bit more and just kind of establish her as her own character so i felt what really hurt this movie were the bad reviews going into it i don't think critics are going to give it the chance or the time of day that it really should deserve and I think some audiences will be kind of like, all right, I'm not going to go see that movie because I've been burned by them before. So I felt I had a lot of things going into it. And I was really kind of bummed out when I saw it not do so great at the box office. So I still think it's a movie worth checking out if you haven't seen it this year. And I had to put it at number two with 3.5 out of five. But at number one, the only movie that had above a four rating that I gave this year was The Invisible Man starring Elizabeth Moss. Now, I love a good horror movie, and I love a good horror movie done right. And this one had everything in it for me. Came out back in February. And if, so what this movie is about is Elizabeth Moss's character lives with this abusive boyfriend. And he's also like this crazy military weapons designer who, once she left, posed that he kills himself. But it turns out he actually created this suit that made him invisible. And he went and found her and tortured her and <laughs> hurt the people around her. And it's the story of her trying to convince people that it is actually him tormenting her and nobody believing her because they're like, no, he's dead. So she has to prove that it is him doing this. And it gets pretty crazy, gets pretty violent. And I feel even though it's a kind of out there, weird, outlandish plot to a movie, it never feels totally ridiculous. And you get the scares, you get the suspense, and then you get some gratification at the end, which you don't always get a lot of times in horror movies. I feel like maybe towards the end, they always kind of like leave you hanging on something and it just ends with a really lame ending. But this one I felt wrapped up pretty nice. And I left the theater feeling like, all right, that was a really solid horror movie. And I gave it four out of five. So that is my highest rated movie that I've seen in 2020 so far. It's just crazy that by this time, I've usually seen somewhere upwards in the teens of movies by this point of the year. And I've only seen one movie that's ranked above a four to me. So I'm still waiting on that movie to really move me this year. 
and hopefully we get one soon. But if there was anything new you were still waiting to check out, maybe that helps you make a decision. Those are my top five movies of 2020 so far. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen, very sexy push-up bra from the Very Sexy Collection in on-trend hues like black shine, green, and citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. Now in this season's must-have shades and patterns. Add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape Fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. All right, so this is probably my favorite movie story to come out in the news in this entire year. So these two YouTubers found a way to get a number one movie in America. And I'll explain to you how they did it and why it was so genius. So you may have seen some stories about the drive-in theater kind of having a resurgence this year and being more popular because people are staying in their cars and they're being socially distant to go watch movies. So what's also happened in these drive-in theaters is that anytime they show a movie, a lot of those times those movies end up being the number one movie in America because that's the only box office numbers. It was crazy. There was a week this year that there was no box office numbers recorded. So what these guys started to see is like, you know what? There's these really small independent movies getting shown on one screen and being the number one movie for an entire week. I think we could pull this off. So they pulled together some actors and they got this script together that they wrote pretty much in a day. And they shot this whole thing within a week and they filmed it all over Zoom and they called the movie Unsubscribe. So it's a straight up legit movie that they filmed, edited, and it's a 30 minute movie. And what they did, because they found a loophole in the system, it's basically this thing called four-walling. And what they did was rented an entire movie theater, and they found that since their movie is 30 minutes long, if they rented this theater for two and a half hours, they could play it five times and sell each ticket for $12. There's 425 seats in the movie theater, and that makes about $25,000, just a little over that. And that was enough to give them the number one movie in America on June 10th. 
And this movie cost them nothing to make, zero dollars. And to think at this time last year, the number one movie on this day was The Secret Life of Pets. And here you go. These two guys who found a loophole in the system also had a number one. And then for the entire week, they ended up coming in at number three, which is pretty good. So if you actually search this movie on Box Office Mojo, you'll find that unsubscribe, it's straight up in there. It's etched in the history books because they were kind of smart and found this loophole. And they'll always be able to say, at one point in our lives, we had a number one movie in America. That's insane. I love that story. And I just think it was so cool that they got all dressed up in these tuxedos. They went to the premiere. And just these two guys went and watched the movie in a completely empty theater, watched it five times over. All the movie they spent renting the theater went right back to them because they bought their own tickets, essentially. So I just thought that was pretty funny. If you want to check out the trailer and see what the movie's about, you can search unsubscribe movie on YouTube and you can also rent their movie now on Vimeo. Pretty cool. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles like the made to be seen, very sexy push-up bra from the very sexy collection in on-trend hues like black shine, green, and citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. Now in this season's must-have shades and patterns. Add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape Fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Paid by up-level rewards. Paid participation required. Actor portrayal. Attention all listeners. Are you ready to earn $750? Well, get ready because I'm about to introduce you to Get750.com, the ultimate way to earn. Here's the scoop. Instead of just streaming shows or playing games on your phone for nothing, you have the chance to earn additional cash. That's right. From trying out new subscriptions to playing your favorite mobile games, you can get extra cash in your pocket. Simply sign up at Get750.com and follow the instructions to start earning immediately. So, what are you waiting for? Turn your favorite apps into real cash with Get750.com. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to earn rewards for things you're already doing on your phone. Check out Get750.com today. That's right. Get started right now at Get750.com. Just go to Get750.com or Google Get My 750 cash. Follow the simple instructions and get your $750. That's get750.com. Get750.com. So this is a music podcast. If you're listening on the Bobbycast and you're listening on uh, Mike D's podcast, it's uh, a movie podcast. So it's a music movie we're doing. So both this will go on to both of the podcasts. Eddie's also here too to talk with us. This is great. Well, what happened was I was <laughs> listening to a Judd Apatow interview because he's promoting the King of Staten Island. Yeah. And he did that movie. And he was talking about movies that he 
did that didn't do so well as far as making a bunch of money? And he yeah. said, hey, I loved Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. And I thought, I'd never seen that before. So I hit Mike up and I said, hey, you want to do a podcast on both of our podcasts? Well, since it's music, I'll review it. And you, blah, blah, blah. Here we are. We're had all here. Mike seen it? I'd seen it when it first came okay. out. Yeah, I had to rewatch it. What was your thought of it before you went into it? The, the second time, did you remember liking it or no? I remember liking it and thinking it was funny, but I think I had kind of had a different outlook on it this time around. Well, so it's a music parody movie. Mm-hmm. It's parodying two things. One, these biopics and music. It's a whole movie parody, parodying how biopics are made. And then two, Walk the Line, Johnny Cash. It's like yeah. two parodies happening at the same time. So if you haven't seen it, uh, first let's say if we liked it or not. I thought it was really funny because I'd seen all the movies it was parodying, which is Ray, which is the drug stuff. A lot, a lot was a lot of the Ray stuff. Yes. because they're like Ray. You don't want the heroin. Yes. <laughs> and and then Dewey Cox, yeah, he walks in the first time and, and he's young and they're he's smoking they're smoking weed. Yeah. And, and uh, Tim uh, Tim Meadows Tim Meadows Tim is Meadows. like, man, you don't want this weed. Walk away, Dewey. And Dewey's like, Dewey's like, what's weed? And he's like, well. Makes you feel good. <laughs> and he's like, yeah? He goes, and it's not addictive at all. And he goes, really? huh, really? And he goes, yeah, and it's actually not that expensive either, Dewey. <laughs> but he's like, we don't it. want any of you this. You don't want it, though. And so, and that was a recurring thing, too, where the drugs got bigger and harder every time. And it was like. Because that's kind of what Johnny Cash happened, like, in Walk the Line. You know, he'd walk in, they'd be doing drugs. Like, oh, let me try some of that. Um, it, you know, the, the funny part of it, too, was. You know, because a lot of these, even uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, which happened way after the fact, mm-hmm. Queen just goes boom, 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 and they're superstars yeah. in the movie. Because you, you don't have four, five, six, seven hours to do the actual Queen biopic. But in Walk Hard, Dewey, who um, is trying to make music, he starts playing. And this first song he ever plays at a school talent show, the kids just get up and start dancing like five <laughs> seconds into the first song. And then a big riot erupts. Like, that music, the priest is up going, that's <laughs> devil music. <laughs> so... You know, I thought the whole theme up was pretty funny. I would I, I would give it three and a half out of five guitars. Okay. You? I, the second time around, I gave it four. Yeah. Yeah. Eddie? Listen, man, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I, I'd give it four and a half out of five because I, I remember loving it so much. I wonder if John C. Riley was the person that they wanted to do that movie originally because I could see Will Ferrell doing that movie. Totally. You know, in a lot of movies... They don't get the main guy if they didn't write it for the main guy or if the main guy didn't write it. Yeah. So I thought John C. Arley was awesome in it. I think he was really singing, too. Yeah, that's really him. Yeah, because yeah. it sounded like his voice. <laughs> that's actually his voice, yeah. It starts off, and John C. Riley's a kid, and his little brother is there, too. Yeah, yeah. And this is very Johnny Cashy because Johnny Cash's little brother died. That's correct. His brother died. Same storyline. He was a kid. Mm-hmm. And... John C. Riley accidentally cuts him in half with a machete because they're having a, a fun <laughs> yes. machete. But they're doing all these things where they should die at the beginning of it, and they get out of it unscathed. And then they're having a machete fight at the end, and they're, the covers are on, yeah. a little sword fight, and then he cuts his brother in half. Yeah. And, so, and, and then didn't he do like a blues song like, I, I cut, cut my, my brother. brother. <laughs> well, he goes over to the – it's fresh to me. I just saw it. He goes over yeah. to the uh, – where the blue, he goes to like the gas station, like the general store, uh-huh. and there's a blues guy over there playing in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I'm curious about that music. And the guy goes, you don't live a life yet to, to have the blues. And so he takes the guitar and he goes, well, I know I never play guitar, but I, and then all of a sudden he's, it's a, he hits one chord and it's terrible. And the guy goes, well, do you think, do you think like this? 
So he puts his finger down and he goes, and, and Dewey's like a kid, right? At this, yeah, yeah, he's like six. Okay. <laughs> then he starts singing a perfectly played blues song, and he's like, I think I got it. I got the blues. I killed my brother. It's pretty good for your first time. Yeah. <laughs> so, and the whole story is him trying to not avenge his brother's death, but oh he told gosh. his brother before he died he would try to be a lot because his brother was super talented as a kid. Yeah. Um, and so then you follow Dewey, but except for the tiny first part kid. John C. Riley's playing every age of the kid yeah. from like 15. He's, uh, they just dress him differently. Yeah, they just dress him, but they, he says his age outwardly. He goes, well, I'm only 15, <laughs> even though he's an adult man. That's so funny to me. The funny, if you're way inside, I could see where this movie would be hilarious. I was laughing out loud in a lot of parts. Yeah. Caitlin, my girlfriend, did not love it. She thought it was okay. Maybe below okay because it, she... How she, many times did she say this is stupid? Um, I don't think she would want to take away my joy. So at the end when it was over, she was like, eh, it's kind of dumb. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> but I don't think that she, you know, she d- doesn't work in music. She's not mm-hmm. a big Johnny Cash fan. She hasn't seen all those biopics. So it wasn't really meant for her. Um, what was your favorite part of the movie, Mike? Uh, I, I really thought the Bob Dylan parody stuff was pretty funny. When he, like, starts changing his style and starts doing Bob Dylan, he's like, maybe Bob Dylan sounds like me. <laughs> yeah, he goes to a press conference. <laughs> Because he's trying to find out who he is as an artist. And he yeah. goes to a press conference, and they're, they're like, hey, man, what, what do you say to people who say you sound like Bob Dylan? And he goes, what do you say to Bob Dylan when he says he sounds like me? And then, cut, <laughs> and then it cuts to him, and he's doing a terrible Bob Dylan impression of like Ed like Sullivan. Weird, obscure references yeah. to things. And he's like, the three-eyed monkey. And he sounds like Bob Dylan. <laughs> Don't look out the toaster. Uh, that's yeah, so that's dumb. Dumb. I love that's it. Eddie, how long ago did you watch that movie? When it first came out? I remember, I'm such a Pearl Jam fan, and I remember that- Eddie when, Vedder's in it. That, yeah, he's, in it. <laughs> he's in it. So that's why I was like, oh, well, I have to watch this. And so, I mean, I watched it when it came out, but the part that always comes up that I remember is the drug scene. I'm just like, it starts with weed and then cocaine, and all. it's like, you don't want this, do we? <laughs> At the end, they're, they're, what are they taking at the very, very end? He goes, no, I'm not going to- he goes, Viagra, acid? It? What is it? Viagra, oh. isn't it? <laughs> oh, Viagra, because he's old. And he goes, you know- no temptations for me. And he walks out, and the temptations are literally singing in the, in the hallway. And they're like, I guess you. And he's like, no. Yeah, the temptations. But the, the other recurring thing is he always grabs sinks. And oh, right, right, right. He the pulls sinks them out. off and slams it down. Right. Um, Did Johnny Cash do that in I Walk the Line? I think that's why they do that, yeah, right? I don't know. Yeah, he does do that. He I does think they do that, do that joke over Yeah. <laughs> it's like every bathroom he goes into, he gets mad and just rips the sink off the wall. <laughs> and then don't they do the, like, uh, uh, what's he doing? He's like, he takes that time to be quiet with his hands up against the yeah. wall. At the very beginning, it yeah. starts and ends like that's that. Right, that's like right. Before he plays the show, he has to think about his entire life. <laughs> They're like, Mr. Cash, one minute. And the guy goes... I uh, get him a second. You guys thinking about a life here. And that's how the whole movie starts. And it starts beginning all the way up to that moment. Before every show, he's thinking about his whole life. <laughs> so you do, that's and it's even funny. funnier talking about because you think about the great comedies of our day. It's funnier the second, third, and fourth time because you can laugh about all the funny things with your friends. Yeah. And it's probably I'd probably watch it again now and think it was even funnier mm-hmm. because I would catch things. Um, Kristen Wiig is in it playing his wife. Yeah. yeah. Playing Johnny Cash's first wife. Basically, mm-hmm. they had all the kids. Um, and then Jenna Fisher, who plays Pam on The Office, ends up being the, June. The June Carter. I don't think that was her singing, though. I don't think so, no. Because that person had a really great voice. like a really, And it sounded a little different than, than Jenna Fisher. Um, Eddie, what was your favorite part of the movie that you can remember? Oh, you said the drugs? The drugs, yes. For Mike, sure. yours was the Bob Dylan? Yeah. My favorite part of the movie. There were just so many parts that I would like, because she would fall asleep, and I would be laughing, my body would be shaking. <laughs> 
Um, when he was trying to make the perfect song, and he had hired people from every country. Oh yeah, it's it sounded like five songs at once being made in the recording studio. It's like the seventies. He's trying to make the perfect anthem for his okay. life, and it's like aborigines it's like surfers it's like a goat is doing an instrument <laughs> he's like i'm trying to make the perfect song he's spending all this money and he can't make the perfect song that to me is funny because that's every artist before they get old but after they've been young that's right trying to change it up trying to change it and find that right thing to get them yeah. back on the map because they're not all the way off he's like, i think this goat is, has more vocals on this song than i do yeah the band <laughs> and he goes back to reunite the band at the end um then they go and because he's getting a lifetime achievement award which is why they all get back together. Mm. Um, and so he get uh, the part where I laughed out loud maybe the most was at the very end because he's playing and then this, the crowd loves the song. His manager dies in the middle of the song <laughs> and then is back as a ghost on side stage with his, his dad and his brother. <laughs> the, the, the manager like, is? He dies and comes back to, <laughs> as a ghost that quick. He, you see him go, oh, he died. And all of a sudden he's like, what the crap? And he's on side stage as a ghost. <laughs> That was funny, and then Johnny Cat, or sorry, uh, Dewey, uh, Cox Dewey Cox does his song at the Lifetime Achievement Award and plays it, and the crowd loves it, and he's like, "This is what life's about." Boom, 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 and then on the bottom of the screen, it freezes and goes, "Dewey Cox died three minutes later." <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny, man. It was, and then talking about it, it's, yeah. it's even funnier to me. Did he hang out with the Beatles at one point? I'm trying to yeah, think. Yeah, so here, the Elvis. First of all, oh right, Elvis. Elvis was coming off the stage, and like Elvis, like kept karate chopping him. Hey, my, <laughs> That's right. I remember. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was a side stage funny part. He didn't like that. Another part was when they were coming off side stage, him and his guitar player, he was like, hey, man, let's, tr let's trade girls tonight. I'm going to take that one. Do he did. And he goes, but this is my wife. He goes, yeah, like I said. And he takes his wife. <laughs> so that happened. But then the Beatles, they're in India. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went like on one of those trips with them. And it was him and his band. And the Beatles are played by, if I can remember this right. Uh, Jason Schwartzman. Yep. Is he one yep, of them? He is. Uh, hold on. Let me think here. Paul Rudd yep. is one of the Beatles. <laughs> Jason Jason Schwartzman. Uh-huh. Um Jack Black played Paul McCartney. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Paul Rudd played John Lennon. Jason Schwartzman and I'm forgetting they're all known actors. Who's yeah. the other one? Justin Long. Oh, Justin Long, that's right. And then Jack White was Elvis. Oh, Jack White was Elvis. Oh, I didn't catch that's that. That's right. Yeah. Hey, I didn't catch that. Oh, wow. Well, you know, if I'm going to bump mine from three and a half to three and three quarters. That's what I'm talking just about. Just from the conversation, because I'm, I'm laughing now thinking about it. And if we talked about it again, you'd probably bump it up another half. Probably. I'd probably watch it again and think it was even funnier. When he's buying all the, the animals, he's buying, you know, he buys a giraffe. I don't remember this. Well, he brings it, he gets a giraffe from playing at like the zoo as a gift. And so he's like, I don't want $5,000. I said, how much for that giraffe? <laughs> <laughs> the giraffe's eating. They have a, a giraffe. They have a monkey. Because they're doing custody, uh -huh. and all he wants is the monkey. Yeah, when she leaves, he's like, uh, you can take the children, but leave my monkey. <laughs> oh, when the they end, get a divorce? Here's the funniest yeah. part. I forgot the funniest part to me. At the end, he's old. As in, out of um, prime. He's probably mm -hmm. f 50 or so. And he's sitting there, and he's Musically, broken. he's a has-been. He's broken everything in his house. He's turned over the <laughs> piano. He's, he's smashed all the sinks, all oh, the yeah. instruments he's broken. And a kid comes up and goes, hey, Dad. Because he's got a bunch of kids. He goes, can we have a catch? And he's like, man, I, I think I'd really like to have a catch right now. And he goes, great, Dad. And he goes, but if you don't mind me asking, I hope this isn't inappropriate. What's your name again? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, I'm Dewey Cox Jr. He called me. So uh, it, was, it was funny. It was really funny. Yeah, it was a good movie. It, it had 
small parts of really funny and a string of pretty funny. Yeah. You're right. And and now thinking back at it, I didn't realize that they were making fun of a bunch of different parodies or bi- biopics. And just how they work. Yes. Yes. Because they have to speed a, to things. Mm-hmm. Because they're like, oh, he's playing, and he's into one note of the song, and the kids are like, this is the greatest song, and they're right, all just like right, dancing. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Dewey Cox, Walk Hard was good. Uh, I would watch Walk the Line first. Yeah, for sure. To get some reference, yes. Yeah. Where does this rank on, like, your favorite parody movies? Because it's kind of a weird genre. I don't know another parody movie. Like well, Scary Movie, Spinal Tap, right? Not Another Teen Movie, stuff like that. Because, I mean, there, there was like a whole series of them oh, probably yeah, around yeah, when, yeah. when the time this movie came out. I think it's kind of why it didn't do so well mm. is because a bunch of parody movies were like trying to be like, all trying to be like Scary Movie. And there scary was like, Movie was a parody of what, Scream? Of Scream. And then they came okay. out with like a parody of like Twilight and Epic Movies and all Never that. Never saw any of those them. strings. And it's like, either. you're trying to make fun of them, but you're also trying to... In, kind of return making a bad movie, essentially. I think oh. that's why it's hard for them to be successful sometimes. The best has to be Spaceballs, right? Don't remember it, but it was a parody. I mean, I remember a scene where they're having a sword fight to them, and they're holding it about their crotch. With I, those, see yeah, I see yours. It's as, as big as mine. as mine. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. What about Airplane? Airplane's, Airplane's good, yeah. Never saw it. I never saw any. I, I, maybe this. Do we cons- I don't consider Spinal Tap, though, a parody of movies. No, I consider it a parody not. of the music at the time. Yeah. Which is another great one. So, Mike, number one. That's my number one. Okay. Your favorite parody movie. My favorite one. Just because you don't watch a lot of them. <laughs> we should do, like, one of these a month and review a music movie. Yeah. And, like, but we just gave the whole, like, right, there, there are spoilers. So but the, movie, the, the movie's movie. pretty old. But it, no, no, no. But the, the whole point of it is that we're not going to try to get you to go watch it. We're right. just kind of talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, you can watch it on Netflix. It's Yeah, that's it's where I watch Netflix. it. It's on Netflix mm-hmm. now. I saw also, is Rocket Man on Netflix or something now? I, th- I think it's on Amazon now. On Amazon for free. Mm-hmm. I mean, 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 if you have Amazon Prime, but I've never seen it, so uh, that's definitely on my list. I is it worth Pop it? Pop Star, I haven't seen it. Pop Star is another one of those they say oh, is yeah. really good that didn't get the love it should have got then, but has become a cult classic. It's Lonely Island, and it's basically a parody of Justin Bieber's life. Oh, didn't know that. It's supposed to be funny. I think so. I'll Google. But John C. Riley, I was looking up movies from him real quick because he's really funny, but he's also done serious stuff, right? Yeah, he's done a bunch of serious. The stuff. first time I ever saw him was Days of Thunder. What was it? What was it? I saw he was in that. He was like, I think, in in Cold Trickles Pit team. Step Brothers, amazing. Yeah, it's good for him. Raunchy though. Did you ever see St- Step Brother? Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's raunchy, dude. Uh, Stan and Ollie was great with John C. Riley. Never saw that. Laurel and Hardy is what it's about. It's sad and it's about their story, their life story. It's like mm-hmm. a biopic of um, Laurel and Hardy. Okay. Um, De- Talladega Nights, obviously. Shake and Bake. Never saw that. You never saw Talladega no, Nights. Except with Talladega Nights. No. All right, all right. Wow. Uh, walk down. Hard, obviously. Wreck-It Ralph. Was he Ralph in Wreck-It Ralph? Yeah, he's Wreck-It yes, Ralph. He's Ralph yeah. hmm. Man, he's in some big movies. Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know what he was in that. It's a side character. Chicago. The Bo- musical? But Bo- Yeah, the movie, <laughs> the musical. Boogie Nights, The Perfect Storm, uh, Days of Thunder, Magnolia. He's, but he's done a bunch of stuff that's just not straight-ahead comedy. But Never Been Kissed, Aviator, The Promotion... Do you know any of these movies? Uh, Aviator, yeah. That's... Aviator, yeah. Yeah, I saw that one. And then Hoffa. Perfect Storm was good. Hoffa, yeah. Jimmy Hoffa. Dang, he's been in a bunch of freaking movies. But he's not a lead. I mean, he wasn't a lead for a long this time. This was his first lead. Oh, it was? Yeah. Walk Hard was? Yeah, this was his first one. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was great. I thought he was great in it. All right. Uh, well, we just did 15 minutes talking about a movie. And What's the work. next one? I don't and know. And it's cool if we, we pick we one. Could do, we don't have to do one a month, but I'm, I'm going to watch Pop Star. Yeah, okay. I'll write that down, too. 
just in the next week or two weeks or so, we'll, <clears throat> just, let, just come to me. Let me know if you finished it, and we'll, when we've all finished it, we'll talk right. about and it. And you haven't seen Rocket Man either, right? Mm-mm. All right. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, to watch Rocket Man. I just let's see, pop star, pop star, pop star movie. It says never stop stopping. <laughs> okay, all right. It's got 79% of Rotten Tomatoes. Childhood friends Connor, Owen, and Lawrence found fame and fortune after forming the hip-hop group The Style Boys. Owen and Lawrence faded in the background when frontman Connor left the band to launch a successful solo career. Now the egotistical singer decides to film a documentary about his life when he's still on top. When his second album flops, the cameras are to capture his whole world crashing down. Andy Samberg's lead. That looks like it'd be pretty funny. Yeah, it does look funny. It sounds funny. It lost money. But Lonely Island's funny to me. And that, and it is unofficially like Justin Bieber? I don't know. I guess it could be all of them. Yeah. I think Bieber was blowing up at this time, so. You know which one I thought was really good? It came out a while back, but Jersey Boys? Have you ever, did you ever watch Jersey Boys? I saw the play. Yeah, the movie's really good, too. Frankie Valli? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw, the, I saw it. Um, on, not, it's, it was a Broadway play, but I saw it in Las Vegas. Is that good? Like plays like it that? It's great. Really? It's live. it's live and you know all the songs. Yeah, that's what makes the movie really good, too. All right, that's it. Um, hope you enjoyed this. Probably didn't, but... All right, that's the episode for this week. Hope you guys enjoyed that. But before I hop out of here, I got to give my Instagram shout out of the week. And this week it is going to at Andrew Mullen, who tagged me on his post on Instagram, said he's been listening since the very first episode. Like, that's hardcore, man. Like, that really means a lot to me that you listen to the first episode where I was still kind of getting this whole thing down. I've never really talked for this long in my entire life on one thing. And you got through those early episodes and stuck around this entire time. So thanks, Andrew. Thanks to anybody who's been listening to the very first episode. If you have as well, tag me in an Instagram story. Like to know that you've enjoyed this podcast for that long and have come back every single week really means a lot. Because I remember starting this thing thinking, man, I don't even know if I can do this every week. Like, do people really want to listen to me? And to see this thing kind of grow and become something I really look forward to doing every single week and researching and doing all the behind the scenes work, getting this thing together every week really kind of makes it worth it. And I like that you guys enjoy it because I have fun doing it. I hope it's fun to listen to. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a good week. I will talk to you guys next time. Later. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen, very sexy push-up bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like black shine, green, and citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. Now in this season's must-have shades and patterns. Add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape Fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. 
Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Paid by up-level rewards. Paid participation required. Act your portrayal. Attention all listeners. Are you ready to earn $750? Well, get ready because I'm about to introduce you to Get750.com, the ultimate way to earn. Here's the scoop. Instead of just streaming shows or playing games on your phone for nothing, you have the chance to earn additional cash. That's right. From trying out new subscriptions to playing your favorite mobile games, you can get extra cash in your pocket. Simply sign up at Get750.com and follow the instructions to start earning immediately. So, what are you waiting for? Turn your favorite apps into real cash with Get750.com. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to earn rewards for things you're already doing on your phone. Check out Get750.com today. That's right. Get started right now at Get750.com. Just go to Get750.com or Google Get My 750 cash. Follow the simple instructions and get your $750. That's get750.com. Get750.com. 